There's no secret formula for scaling support and boosting customer satisfaction. But there is the all-new service hub from HubSpot, bringing service and support together in one powerful platform so you can deliver the best experiences possible and free up reps' time with an AI-powered help desk. Also, you can keep customers happy. Secrets out. Service Hub is a game changer. Visit HubSpot.com service to learn more. Good morning, everyone. It's Monday, August 28th. I'm Juliet Bennett-Ryla here with Ben Berkeley, and this is The Hustle Daily Show. A mysterious group bought up so much land outside of San Francisco that it kicked off an investigation. As it turns out, it's a familiar scheme. Silicon Valley types dreaming of their own utopian city. Will it join the long list of grand plans left unmaterialized, or can this one come to fruition? I'll tell you where things stand now, but first, let's talk about what else is happening in the world of business and tech. Instacart filed paperwork for its IPO on Friday as the grocery delivery company prepares to become the biggest VC-backed tech firm to go public since an IPO slowdown started in 2021. There is one really interesting subplot here. Of all the gig economy companies that have already gone public in recent years, that's a group that includes DoorDash, Airbnb, Uber, and Lyft. Airbnb is actually the only one currently trading above its IPO price. So this has not necessarily been a winning space for investors to date. And Instacart in particular has been really mercurial over the last few years. We talked a couple of weeks ago about its valuation, which had peaked around $39 billion, had dropped all the way down to $12 billion or so. So this is going to be a really fun one to watch. I feel like it's going to really set the table for a lot of deals to come. All right, moving along, Heineken sold off its seven Russian breweries to Anres Group for about a dollar. That is a $324 million loss for the company, which has been trying to exit Russia since March of 2022. So the other day we were talking about a new bill in Minneapolis that would have guaranteed rideshare drivers $1.40 per mile or 51 cents per minute. Uber and Lyft were both pretty mad about it, threatened to leave the city over the bill. So Minneapolis Mayor Jacob Frey actually shut down that bill. Uber has since agreed to pay drivers $15.19 per hour. Pokemon Sleep is a game that incentivizes healthy sleep. It uses smartphone sensors to rate players snoozing. The better they sleep, the more Pokemon they catch. It now has over 10 million downloads. So this genre of games is really clever. I think that, you know, they're positioning themselves as a health game that's encouraging mm-hmm. quality sleep. It's going to make parents really happy. It's like their ally in getting their kids to put their phones away and, and, and go down for the night. So I think that this is something I'm sure we'll see replicated a lot, especially since it is selling big copies. Yeah, I kind of like the idea of being able to get Pokemon in your sleep as opposed to walking around the park looking for Pokemon, which is what I saw a lot of people doing in the time of Pokemon Go. Although I do think having those two things in tandem is great. Get your exercise, get your sleep. Great job. Yeah. Rite Aid, America's third largest drugstore chain, is preparing to file for bankruptcy in order to cover $3.3 billion in debts and also to get ahead of thousands of pending lawsuits over its alleged role in selling opioids. Rite Aid expects to close over 400 locations during this bankruptcy process. And finally, celebrity video site Cameo has seen new accounts surge 137% as performers join or reactivate their profiles amid the SAG after strike, with notable actors charging upwards of 
$1,500 per video. That includes Fran Drescher, the president of the union, who publicly reactivated her account. And she is, in fact, charging $1,500 if you want to, you know, get her to say happy birthday or whatever. But this is just... This is a really weird moment for this because Cameo let 80 people go a few weeks ago. And this is a long, in a very long series of cuts too. I think the company once employed 400 people around this time last year. Now it's less than 50. So obviously it's, you know, great to have actors finding ways to stay afloat during the strike. Really feeling for the people who were let go from Cameo, they built this company and it recently collapsed out from under them. So this is kind of just, it's a really strange story right now. Yeah, I feel like I had not really heard much about Cameo for a long, long time. And then the strike happened. And then, of course, we saw people move into that platform. And then I noticed something. I noticed something the other day that has been cracking me up. There is if a new video game out called Baldur's Gate 3 from Larian Studios. It's like a Dungeons and Dragons style game. And there is a character in it that is very sexy. He's like a, I don't know, like a very posh British accent And the actor that voices him, Neil Newman, I have been seeing TikToks of him on Cameo just saying happy birthday to people in his sexy video game voice. And it is just cracking me up because I don't know, I bet he didn't think that was going to be a a revenue stream for him. Just uh, pretending to be a sexy elf rogue guy on Cameo. (laughs) This is incredible. And I I really hope we can come back uh, a little bit later and see did he make more money this year through Cameo or being a part of a very popular video game? <laughs> yes, I would like to know, actually. Yeah. Moving on to our top story today, will the Bay Area get a new city? That is the question. A mysterious group apparently has bought a lot of land, about 52,000 acres of mostly uninhabited farmland around the Travis Air Force Base in Solano County, which is about 60 miles northeast of San Francisco. They spent million on it. It turns out they are trying to build their own little utopia. Huh. How interesting that this is something that very wealthy people might want to do. Perhaps this has happened before. (laughs) Yes. So the company behind this particular scheme is Flannery Associates, led by a former Goldman Sachs trader. As it's very sparse on the details, but it's got some pretty notable backers, Mark Andreessen, LinkedIn co-founder Reid Hoffman, VC Michael Moritz. So it's got some people, it's got some money, it's got a bunch of land. Plan is to build a walkable city, bunch of new jobs, entertainment, shopping, dining opportunities, solar wind farm, orchards, and 10,000 acres of parks and open space. I think the most important thing about this particular utopian city, and we can talk about the other billionaire utopias, most of which I think all of which perhaps have not manifested. The most important thing I think here is that like you are talking about a state, California, that has a major housing shortage and skyrocketing prices and people who literally cannot afford to live in the city where they work, especially if that city is San Francisco or even Oakland or any of the surrounding cities. So the promise of we're going to build more housing is not unappealing, I think. No, that, that's true. I think obviously that comes with the hope that there would be enough investment in other things that this place would need. I think, you know, we've noted that in this story that there's a two lane highway that's already congested that serves this area. That's mm-hmm. not going to be sustainable for anyone in that region. And they're going to really need a lot of support from people in the region because Currently, it doesn't. It seems this land is not zoned for residential use, so they're going to have to get 
some level of civic backing to change that. Right. Yeah. According to the New York Times, I think the most likely option, it sounds like, would be a ballot initiative where people would vote on, yes, we want to change these restrictions so that this can move forward. And so I I think that kind of leads us back around to housing. This is always the challenge as it turns into this circular thing of we really need it. But then there's always a lot of people saying where they want it and where they don't want it. And obviously it's going to take just a, an absurd amount of capital to make this thing mm-hmm. come to fruition. Right. And and like with a lot of these cities, I think Tolosa, which is ex-Walmart guy, Mark Lore, that's his utopian city that's just supposed to be somewhere in the Western U.S. A lot of these places are in kind of desert-ish areas. They're dry. They have drought. They're frequently on fire. You know, how do you change the landscape so that you can make it work for a community? How do you get all the energy? How do you get all the water? I think they probably have to go pretty hard on like it being very walkable. So people didn't use that two lane highway. And then also perhaps providing shuttle service, which I've seen other companies do in other similar areas. True. Yeah, I love these ideas. If I had billions to fritter away, I'd probably want to build a city too. Actually making it happen just feels mm-hmm. like an impossible task. And that, you know, even even someone like Bill Gates once upon a time kind of had his smart right? city plan. That, as far as I'm aware, I haven't driven outside of Phoenix in a little while to his huge acreage there. I don't think that's going up anytime soon. I think we, you know, we've talked even about Niam in Right. Saudi Arabia. That's also it's an uphill climb to actually pull these things off as much as it's really great to be talking about. I feel like so much of this is about talking about what cities should look like. There are a lot Mm -hmm. of cities that are in disrepair. And in fact, not far from where this one that we're talking about, there are a lot of cities that need a lot of resources. And is it worth sending them to this location and building fresh or building on top of existing infrastructure. This is something, I don't know if, if you have a strong feeling on that. I tend to think that, yes, we should invest in the infrastructure that we already have in the cities that already exist. If it's going to be such an uphill battle where it's like this place isn't necessarily designed to host a booming metropolis. You know, I think a lot of the problems that we do see in existing cities would be solved by better public transit and more affordable housing and all of those sort of policy changes and infrastructural changes. So I don't know. I mean, if I saw one of these smart cities actually manifest and I was like, wow, this is amazing. This is like a, pl- a Star Trek place. Like it's that good. I think I would maybe change my mind, but like I would have to see one of these actually come to fruition and be great. I was reading a little bit and I was trying to stick to U.S. based utopian cities for this one. But I did read that King Charles has like an experimental city that I am definitely going to go down a rabbit hole into later. Oh, yeah, please do. This one's going to be really interesting. And personally, I just hope they make it to the rendering phase Mm -hmm. because that's I just I can sit all day and read endlessly through all these, as you called it, like very Star Trekian cities. Yes. All right. That's going to do it for us today. Thank you for turning into the Hustle Daily Show. We're a proud part of the HubSpot Podcast Network. Our editor today is Ezra Trupiano and our executive producer is Darren Clark got a lot more tech and business coverage in our newsletter. So if you're not subscribed, go get yourself signed up at thehustle.co slash email and we'll see you tomorrow.
Hey, everybody. I got a great podcast to tell you about. It's called Truth, Lies, and Work. And it's brought to you by the HubSpot Podcast Network, the audio destination for business professionals. On this show, you can join husband and wife team, Alan, Leanne, Elliot, as they dispel myths, impart wisdom, and answer all your questions about finding, keeping, and motivating great people. They actually just did an episode with John Smith, who is the manager and agent of famous Argentinian soccer player Diego Maradona. He talks about in this episode how he was able to manage the global superstar athlete celebrity that Maradona is and was. It's a great listen. You better get out there and check it out. And you can listen to Truth, Lies, and Work wherever you get your podcasts.